1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the city of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's Royal Visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo.
3: Hey! It's Enrico Palazzo. You should have been pulled. In the fourth, they have faith in you. You should have been pulled. In the fifth, if they have faith in you
1: And you. You talk. Give me two. Ah! Hey everybody! It's the Plato Podcast! Ah! This is my version of the season right here. We're closing out the 2023 Fantasy Baseball season. I should be a lot happier, more excitable than that. I apologize. Round of applause everybody who participated this year. We're closing out Fantasy Baseball. We will still be doing, me and Ben, doing the Prospects Power Half Hour. We'll still be doing that show in the offseason here, too, with Arizona Fall League picking up. But right now, this is about the year in review. Redraft mainly 2023. Britton Allen, Mike Virginia, Mikey G, two L's, two Z's. Utah. Two. Here we are. Britton, we made it. And are you going to miss baseball?
2: I am. I'm actually kind of depressed about it, to be perfectly honest. But I am looking forward to uh, the baseball HQ first pitch in uh, November. So that's kind of that's kind of tiding me over a little bit. But yesterday was stressful. I had some leagues that literally came down to like the very last at bats of the very oh
3: oh, Oh,
1: shit.
2: But. uh, but, yeah, it's been a great season, and I've thoroughly enjoyed it. And I'm glad you guys are back. Good to talk to you guys again. Talking to myself, I do it a lot sometimes <laughs> when I'm not being recorded. You do it well, my sometimes friend. Sometimes when I am. So I'm glad you all are back. Good to see you guys. That's putting it mildly. Damn right. Mikey, we've been doing football here recently. We haven't
1: talked baseball in a minute. So farewell to the baseball season. How are you feeling right now? You must be excited. Few baseball's not over at all because the Orioles are really, really good.
4: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm pumped. I'm, I'm I'm bummed the fantasy baseball season is coming to a close. <laughs> I'm bummed the fantasy baseball season is coming to a close, but I am super super excited to kind of shift gears a little bit and really focus on the Os and the playoff run. So, um I I'm kind of like you. I had some bad luck this year with fantasy baseball, so I'm kind of moving over to the fantasy football oh. run, and I'm going to be super super happy about the uh, uh the Os in the, in the playoffs and hopefully we make a deep run. So,
1: Yay! Everyone's happy. See, it was a lovely. It's a doozy. It was a doozy of a year. Don't forget, you guys make the show happen. So thank you for watching and listening this year, Blazoo Podcast. Who else? Two zs you, you subscribe. Give yeah, me too. You liked the videos. Do you liked our shows. We got sixty five five star ratings on Apple Podcasts. You know, for an independent podcast with no support from any website whatsoever, I was really thrilled to see that day today. I hadn't checked in in a long time, and they're all five stars. We have nothing but five stars. I may be just saying that I probably just executed Order 66 like in Star Wars. All the trolls are going to go into action and just give us one-star ratings. But no, (laughs) you guys like us. You really like us. So it feels good to have that. And people should know that, right, Britton? We love connecting with the people. That's what makes the show
2: go. Without the people and the connection, it's just us talking to ourselves, and that's not fun. No, it's not fun. But, uh, you know, it's funny. I sent uh, My wife has a group of friends from college and uh so I think we've got about ten star five star reviews from some some suburban housewives scattered across <laughs> this the, the southeast. So, thank you but but we 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 hey look we we love all listeners and uh so uh, uh, all uh, everybody, so yeah it's been another great season and looking forward to keep it going i don't I know uh, Mike v has got the Baltimore Orioles creeping in not creeping in actually dominating their way into thank the you playoffs. jesus all right that's exciting i'm looking forward to that michael i know you're a tigers fan but um, do you have any interest in the postseason even though the tigers aren't in the tigers uh you know i'll check in here and there but i honestly i don't watch it as much it's such
1: a long grind i'm being honest you guys know me i'll tell you exactly what i'm thinking After a long fantasy baseball season of grinding like this to try to win money and play in day in, day out, recording podcasts, doing videos, uh, just keeping up to date on all the fab shit, I like to step away. So, yeah, my Tigers aren't involved, so Britain, I'm saying bye-bye, bon voyage to baseball. I will pop in. I am curious about the Orioles. I actually am kind of excited because they're in there, and their story is so inspiring because they've come from nothing, and now they're everything. That's pretty exciting. eh? I'll probably check in on that a little bit.
4: Yeah, and it's fun too cuz like the, the 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 thing with 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 baseball for me in the playoff times. I, I it's so exciting even from the very first game and now they've added more teams for me it just it's like every pitch, every play matters and that just the the intensity just heightens, which I think is fun. So obviously when you have a horse in the race, it's a little bit more entertaining, I would say, but at the same time too, like I'm I'm pumped. It's going to be a, it's going to be a good postseason, I think.
1: Yeah, and I've got some comments about Miguel Cabrera. You know, his career coming to a close. We'll talk about that momentarily. But I first, you know, I want to get us going here like we always do. One last time this season. And by the way, you know, this show is so much different than it was a year ago this time. Neither one of these two guys were with me. It was me and Deary. And that was the show mainly. And, of course, me and Benjamin doing the Prospect Power Half Hour. That hasn't changed. And it won't change. But bringing these two guys aboard has been a absolute Stellar move on my part. I'm going to give myself a round of applause for that because I love talking baseball with Britton and Mikey. They're fun. They're entertaining. They're knowledgeable, too. they got everything to
2: offer. There's really no... What would you say your biggest weakness is, Britton? Uh, That I drink too much red wine and start slurring at the end of every episode. No, that's that's the shit. We love that, don't
3: we? Thank you, Jesus.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I love having you guys here, man. Seriously, it's been a real, real... Kind of reinvigoration and inspiration for the show with Deary. He's still alive. Deary's doing well, by the way. He's out there living his best life. He's fine. He's going to be okay. And he's still okay. But sometimes you bring people aboard, you don't know what's going to happen. And in this case, I don't give a shit what anybody else says. So far, I haven't gotten any negative. No one's DM me or messaged me at all. I'm like, dude, what's up with that mic guy? I mean, he doesn't know <laughs> shit. No one has ever said that. And Britain. Britain, everyone loves Britain. The more people that get to know Britain, they just love them. There's something very lovable and affable about Britain. He's a very sweet, funny, Southern. He has that Chris Clegg Southern raw bit, but it's not exactly Clegg's. It's a little different, right?
2: Yeah. I would, like, like I said earlier, the, the more wine that I drink, the more y'alls that start coming out left and right. <laughs> so that's a, that's a dead giveaway, as my wife points out. Dead giveaway. She's like, you need to stop drinking. You're saying y'all every sentence. I'm like, do we know that? <laughs> Well, I'll tell you
1: what, man, getting into the business time here again, thanks to these guys. It's just not the same show without you two. And I'm really excited about 2024, even though 2023 was a shit year for me as a fantasy baseball player. Not so much as an analyst, because I really felt that I was paying attention. And I wrote an article every week, obviously, and I, I don't have any doubts there. But Mike, anything you could change this year you'd like to do over again if you could?
4: yeah i mean it'll be me being my first year in this in this space i'm excited for 2024 as well you know being brought onto this obviously was a great opportunity so i appreciate you know michael and Britton. you guys have me on being co-host but at the same time too i'm provided to, I'm, I'm excited to put out some more content next year so getting on the grind helping everybody out um it's, it's been fun so i'm gonna be cranking out more content come next year
2: that's putting it mildly. Eh? Michael Govier says a lot of kind words uh, from the from the day I oh, met oh, him yeah. years ago on my little podcast called "Three's Magic Number." He's no, been the no, same no, nice guy, the no, same no, great no, guy, no, uh, no, and no, I know Mike, no, Mike no, B and I feel the same. No, as no, we no, are no, to honored, no, honored <laughs> to, <laughs> to be a part of Michael's Michael Govia because this is his podcast. We didn't. We didn't invent this. Is Michael Govea did. So it is, it is, it is wonderful to be a part Mike of the Plazo podcast. And looking forward to the future.
4: And I want to piggyback off that real quick. Thank you. Because before I got into the analyst space, Michael's, what you see, guys, is what you get. Like this is who he is, right? then so before I got in the analyst space, and I was asking him questions about fantasy baseball. He's the same guy he was when I first started in, 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 engaging with him on Twitter to right now. So. Dude knows your shit. Couldn't be a nicer guy. Props MJ Govier. Yeah. Damn! Thank you, Jesus! What can I say, guys? I paid these guys a lot of money to say shit like that. So thank
1: you guys very much. you are locked in it for sure.
2: Most people, when they become celebrities like Michael Govier has, they, they tend to become jerks. You know, they don't. They're not very nice, you know, <laughs> when they're off camera, but that's not the case with Michael. Like, uh, he's, he's the same straight up. Cool that, so that's thanks. putting it mildly. Eh? Thanks, brother. Thanks, guys.
1: I appreciate it. I love what we got going here. I'm excited about next year. I'm excited about the future. Next month, be a First Pitch Arizona. I mean, if we're talking business, like Britton said, that's going down exactly a month from today. I'll be in Arizona also known as Phoenix, Arizona, also known specifically as Mesa, Arizona, at the Sheraton, right next to where the Cubs play spring training, and they also host the Fall Stars AFL All-Star Game, which will be happening that weekend of November 2nd through the 5th. So if you haven't had a chance yet, you still can get your ass out to First Pitch Arizona next month. It's going to be awesome. You can just get hang out with people. You can talk to Britton for free. You can just sit there and bullshit with him at the bar while he pounds red wine. That's something you can absolutely do. I'm going to lock that in for sure. And if you want to just. All night, man. Yeah, all night. He just gets started at eight, 8 p.m. That's just amateur hour. He's just heating up. He's not really getting where he's gone yet. Trust me. But I'm excited about f so that's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to see you there if you're going to be there in person. Um, as far as the Palazzo Podcast Invitational, which you know, we haven't really talked about as much on some of the shows here to close the season, but we got a winner, and his name is Trevor Gobble. Congratulations, Trevor Gobble, whoever you are. I don't know who Trevor Gobble is, guys. I I don't. I told Mike before we started the show, I remember a relief pitcher for the Royals named Jimmy Gobble, I believe. But either Trevor Gobble's a real person, or it's uh, a pen name, or he's just very, very shy. Either way, he is the winner. He edged out Yancey Eaton. Just barely for the overall yeah, title So congratulations to Mr. Trevor Gobble Make sure you come up, make yourself known Present yourself to Mike, myself, or Britton On Twitter, MKB Fantasy Britton Allen, 2Ts, two 2Ls two Or myself, MJ Gobier, Or the Palazzo Podcast handle, 2Ls, two 2Zs two Come up. tell Get us me two. who you are, jump in the Discord It's totally free, tell us your story How you became an overall champ of the Palazzo Podcast Invitational. We had 90 entries this year, guys. I finished. I was shit. Uh, Britton, did you sign up for this one? Because I
2: know, Mike, You know, we met up a little bit after the season started. I, I did not. I, I, I don't remember what, what happened, but I, I wasn't involved <laughs> for whatever reason. Maybe you signed it, and I just didn't get it. Where the hell are we? Uh, I finished 61st but, overall, just for the record. Again, I can
1: never even finish in the top 10 in my own event.
2: Yeah, Trevor, uh, Trevor Gobble... Reach out, man. I never met a gobble I didn't like. (laughs) So so come on and and say hello. Oh, shit. By the way, our old friend of the show,
1: I never see him anymore. He was a guy who was always here in these live streams and the live chat since day one. His name's Brian... K. Rodgman, as I like to call them. He finished dead last this year. I'm so sorry. Dead last, Brian K. Rodgman. We love you. I miss you, Brian. I hope you're out there. I hope you and your son are living it up, kicking some serious ass. Uh, but finishing last is a, you know, it's a special moment be the last place overall in the palazzo podcast invitational next year i hope we can top 90 entries crack 100 we got to have 15 per league so six leagues this year maybe we get to nine or 10 next year i don't know i'm very excited thanks again to everybody who participated it was a hell of a year and mike i know next year we're going to get you in for sure in fact both you guys should play with me next year in this it's basically just a draft champions and Britain, you love those it's my favorite
2: 50 round draft and hold up I'll, 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 sign, I'll sign up any 50 uh, 50 round draft and hold
1: There it is. <laughs> he's a sick bastard folks. a sick bastard <laughs> yeah so uh, there it is overall standings once again that's from the top Trevor Gobble Yancy Eden Alistair Williams you guys got cool names by the way James Anderson from Rotowire finished fourth and my FTN pal Maddie Davis Maddie Wood finished fifth so shout out to all those guys lots of shouts i'll just give you a bunch of shouts there you go so thanks guys for participating and we'll see you again in 2024 should be a lot of fun uh mike any other business you'd like to discuss as the season comes to a close get all your business out
4: now Yeah, for those of you guys who are uh, transitioning into the fantasy football space, make sure you guys are tuned in to our content here. The content doesn't stop here at Palazzo. So we have Tuesday shows at 7 p.m. and then Sunday shows. So if you're in the fantasy football world, come come and hang out on Tuesdays and Sundays. Make sure you check us out. Um, And then, you know, again, make sure you're following everybody on Twitter. The Twitter handles are up here on the screen at the bottom of these yellow bubbles. Um, But yeah, appreciate everybody that that joined, especially for those of you guys who joined Michael's League. Hopefully we get a big... Bigger than bigger than, better than next year, so I'll be in there. I'm taking the title home. So, Mr. Gobble, I'm coming for that trophy, buddy.
3: Genius, genius, genius!
1: Britton, what about you? I mean, you're with us here now, full-fledged. You started doing uh, not really by chance. It just kind of happened you've been doing your little 15-minute bits here on the Palazzo the last couple of weeks, and I really dug them. I liked them. I think you should keep doing them, even if you're doing them outside of our show.
2: Oh, I appreciate that very much, and thank you, Michael, for getting those, you know— a timed ride and input put out there uh, i really appreciate it i know it's a lot of hard work and i don't think i have thank, thanked you enough actually for that so i really appreciate it
3: uh, i bust my I ass thank you out. jesus
2: one shout out real quick to a gentleman by the name of matthew martingale who finished in in my uh, PG, uh, uh great fantasy baseball the the oh tgfbi the the event put on by uh Justin mason friend of the show friend of uh, of y'all's but uh this this man i was in the league with he uh had 128 points to win to smoke our league i was in his league with him and finished 13th overall in the open in the entire you know uh, contest so matthew martingale shout out you crushed it
1: way to go matthew hell that's a that's an incredible closing effort nice job, matthew. not everybody can say they did that let alone do it so shit I got to tell you guys, that's impressive. He did
2: it. He, he did it the old Toby uh, bat the crazy way. He started out Garrett Cole and Spencer Strider, Ooh. and and never looked back. I don't. I don't think he did anything but lead the entire league the entire season. It was. It was great. Oh shit, that's awesome. Uh,
1: Donovan says I've been enjoying my cup of soup as well. That's right, Britain's cup of soup. I just. made, It's a stupid name. I just. I don't know why. Isn't cup of soup like a fart? Like cup of soup. Super
2: delicious. Yeah, I know. Oh, there's nothing Come on, wrong you with were never in a city. house yeah. with a bunch
1: of guys and someone did that to you. Come on, I know they did.
2: I think that's the Dutch oven is what. Uh, no, uh,
1: no, that's something different entirely, man. That's a blanket and involves two people at least. I think. Hey, look who's here! Mike's brothers here. World Series prediction: Who are the NL and AL teams squaring off, and who wins? Go! I uh,
4: know. Not even thinking about it. I'm saying uh, the Rays and the Dodgers.
2: I'm going O's and Braves. O's taking it in seven. I'm, I'm going Braves versus Twins. <gasps> the Twins, oh. Minnesota Twins, win it all in a wild upset in seven games. The Twins, dude. That,
1: now that is bold. That is a... Intense, hot take for sure. I mean, I love the Twins. Matt I love to see Walner that
2: happen. a grand slam to win it. A walk off grand slam from, from end
1: Matt end. Walner? Holy shit! Oh, yeah, be wow, awesome.
2: dude. But... <laughs>
3: wow,
1: dude. I love it. That's a lot of fun. That was just off the cuff predictions. Who the hell cares? Jamie loves it. Yes, yes. Twins. Hell yeah. Uh You know, shout out to my guy no. Vlad Sedler, who first hired me last year at FTN Fantasy. Vlad Sedler also known as Joe to Gun on Twitter. I mean, he gets a lot of calls, but he deserves it because he finished in the top three of two. That's right, Utah. Utah. Give me two. Give me two. Two different overall contests. I couldn't be more proud to work with a guy like Vlad who shows you how good he is. He's got one of the best articles in the business with his weekly fab breakdown. And he's got the results to back it up. He finished top three in the OC on NFPC and in Cutline. Got to uh, taking him home like over $30,000. That's awesome. Home. That's so awesome, dude. Yeah. Way to go, Blake. Nice job, man. It's a pleasure to work with you, and uh, I'll see you next month at f my man. Cool. Uh, blah, 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 blah. What else should we say? So many shout-outs. Donovan, thank you. Jamie, thank you. Uh, Chad, uh, Christian Crespo, all you guys that made the Discord what it was this year, so many of you, Thud. Uh, God, who am I leaving out? I mean, obviously, Ben's in there all the time. There's so many people who bust their... Yeah, Gnostic Baseball. Oh, my gosh. Gnostic, he deserves so much credit. In our Discord, if you're not in there, it's totally free, by the way. In the description is the link. Gnostic Baseball is a dude who puts out constant stat updates in there. Like, long-ass, relevant, topical, current stats that are really, really useful. And he does it just because he's a cool guy
4: to me and say something sexy like. yep absolutely and two guys I also want to give shout out shout outs to our Palazzo oh, yeah, crew Sam and bench Benjamin you know chase to two, uh, two great up, up in this space and at Palazzo too. as you guys know Ben does the the prospects half hour uh, power hour Sam as well um, has been on, been on the show as well. Dudes really know their stuff. Nice. Couldn't be nicer, guys. Super, super big shout out to them as well um, for, uh, for doing everything they do for Palazzo and everybody in the Discord as
1: well. So absolutely. 100%. Thank you so much for that, everybody. Also, uh, you know, baseball pods always uh, reposting our shows throughout the year you know anybody who oh, yeah. pubbed us and gave us some love and attention thank you so much there's probably more people to thank i can't even think of them all because we're live right now and i'm just thinking about who's gonna actually gonna win the world series because your brother's got that in my head now but he says that okay that's all i wanted to know adios muchachos bezos is that bezos or bezos because
4: bezos, bezos has a z it's kisses oh, yeah. in spanish
1: Two weeks. Whoa. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Okay, wow. Well, I got to learn Spanish then. are going to
0: get all on your face and point out your fault. That's well, not
1: a fault so much. I just don't know it as well as I used to. I used to know Spanish really fluently, and it's all gone now. Uh. All right, then, everybody else, I covered that. The Patreon. We had one person sign up this year. Yes! One patron! Thank you! So that means we least game ground for the baseball season. Thank you for everybody who stuck around, though, because that was the 16 other people who never left. Thank you, patrons. Thank you so much. Starts at three bucks. We're doing football content. Me and Mark are have football rankings tomorrow. There's more to come on there. Check out patreon.com/slash/palazzo podcast two l's two. You talk. Give me two. Uh, Govier. I hope you enjoyed that this year. FTMfantasy.com. We got a really good crew there. Come back for 2024. Eric Cross, me, Maddie Wood, Vlad Sedler. And we got Adam, and we got so, and Todd. We got a, f- a sweet crew. Okay, Fantasy's the place All-star to be. All star crew. Yeah, it's an all-star crew, and we're on the quest to a 1,000 subs on YouTube. We've made progress this year. When we started this season, I think we were at, like, 302, and now we're up at, like, 570. So that's big progress, again, for an independent podcast with no support from any type of ads or marketing company whatsoever. So thank you guys for subbing. Let's keep it rolling. Keep subbing, okay, and keep the reviews coming. Thank you so much for the support. I can't tell you, you know, this is the completion of the fourth year of this show. And when we see gains slowly but surely, it really keeps me going. I don't do this just to get gains or to get notoriety. I do it because I love doing it. I think I put out a pretty good product. I think we do. I love talking baseball. I love playing fantasy baseball. So it's not about money at all. It's about the passion and excitement and the competitive spirit. There is. There's a lot of competition out there. So just know that. And I thank you all so, so much. All the way from the bottom of my big ass gut. Appreciate it. All right. Let's cut the crap. Let's get into leading off for the final time in 2023. Hit it. Yay! All right. Well, it's time for not a catch of the day, but... Our first catch of the day. Our catch of the year. And uh, it's 100% Ronald Acuna. There's no doubt about it. Ronald Acuna had a legendary 40 70 season. Mike, did you have any Acuna shares this year?
4: No, I did not. The one time that I did have the first overall pick, I chose Trey Turner, which I've been known in this show (laughs) multiple times. I just want to go on record of saying that. But hey, I'm never going to make that mistake again so long as we're Ronald (laughs) Acuna. What about you, Britton?
2: I did. Uh,
4: I, I was lucky enough to
2: win one NFBC league, and I drafted Ronald Acuna in it, and it was I won because of Ronald Acuna Jr., yes. the most exciting, talented uh, player in baseball. I think is w- watching Ronald Acuna play is, is such a treat, and all the Braves players really. Ozzy Albie's Matt Olson had. I you know the I hell? don't think he gets. Enough, I don't think he gets enough credit. Nope. He's like a $46 you know, return on investment based on his not only batting average, but home runs. But I digress. Yes, Ronald Acuda is awesome. And he won a lot of people some money this year. Yes, he did. I saw a lot of
1: people posting their preseason props for Matt Olson to lead baseball in home runs. And they cashed in at like plus 2,800, plus 1,900. So some really good returns, which I thought was kind of strange because Matt Olson is a pure power hitter. So I thought the odds would be a little bit lower so congratulations to those people got in early on that one he had a 50 home run season again that's another season where we have another 50 plus home run hitter it's pretty wild uh also the baseball by the way real quick it seems like we had less tampering with the baseball now like i haven't had as much conversations this year about the ball seems like it's different this month versus two months ago it, it kind of seems like we leveled out this year what do you guys think of that
4: yeah, Britton and I talked about it on a on a previous pod. I think you were you think you were out of town, Michael. We were talking about uh, you know, the state of s- starting pitching, because for me, I think starting pitching was just so up and down all season long, except for a handful of guys that you were probably drafting in the first round, like Cole and Strider. But um yeah. I feel like there was a lot of offense this year, which is fun to see, but you know, it's going to be interesting to see how these drafts play out next year. And I know I haven't even started looking or doing any type of draft prep for fantasy baseball, you know, because I'm in football mode now, but it's going to be so interesting to see where some of these guys go. Uh, these starting pitching, uh, starter, pit, starting pitchers, especially these aces. So uh, it's, it's funny you bring that up. Britain, I know, I, I know we, we talked about it in a previous pod. You still feel that way?
2: Yeah, hundred percent. I'd, I've kind of changed my tune like this. The past couple of years I, I draft, and this is typically drafting whole, whole leagues. I draft hitter, hitter, closer, hitter, and then look for a Max Freed type yeah. ace. Can't do it. A young 27, 28, high end, great pitcher. That's kind of undervalued, but still like an ace, ace in like the fifth round and then just, you know, build it out from there. But this, but you know, as, as I've, played more, I'm starting to starting to think, like, there's a whole lot of value in Garrett Cole. You know, I, that, if you draft Garrett Cole, like, in the 8th, ninth, 10th round, something like that, you're guaranteed 200-plus innings. You're guaranteed 200 Ks. Yep. And that goes a long way because pitchers get hurt. And, you know, it, you've got to hit on those mid-round guys, too. Yep. Uh, p- pitching is so volatile that I'm starting to come around to the thinking, you know, I don't need Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Uh, at in at the 12th pick. I need like a ace stud. So it also kind of depends on where you're picking. Obviously, if you're one, two, three, four, five, you want those you know power, speed bats. But when you get to the back end, I'm starting to think like, yeah, I'm going to seriously change my strategy. I want all of you bums out of here. I,
1: yeah, I, yeah, I think you're right, dude. Garrett Cole's been a popular, consistent top pick for a reason. For a lot of quality teams, he's maybe. He set expectations a little too high when he was in Houston, but he's still one of the best pitchers of baseball. So I don't know what people, you know, he didn't strike out 324 guys. Okay. So what?
2: Yeah. But it's so boring. I don't want to draft a pitcher in the first round. But if you don't get that, you know, you want Billy Witt, you want Corbin Carroll, you want Ronald Acuna, obviously. But when you start getting into, you know, six, seven, eight, nine. I think it's time to start to you know getting those elite elite pitchers and then you know have have the, that anchor. I'm starting I'm starting to come around on that. But you know what's gonna happen, Mike's I'm not gonna do it. There's no way I'm gonna draft a pitcher in the ah! first round. I don't want a pitcher in the first round. They're boring. It in. <laughs> they, they play once a week. Who cares? Yeah. I was like, I'll just get Cole. You know, I'm thinking, I'll just get Cole Reagans later. It's all (laughs) good. Yeah,
1: dude, I hear you. I mean, the other catch of the day for this year has to be the steals, too. So you talk about taking hitters at the top. Steals clearly jumped up this year. I mean, we had a 40-70 season, right? We had Estuary Ruiz, who did nothing but steal 70 bases, right? That's huge. But if stolen bases are more plentiful across the board, I mean, Freddie Freeman cracked 20, right? So just because the guys who steal more will steal more,
4: that doesn't mean they're any more valuable if steals are available across the board. You, you get what I'm saying that's, here, Mike? That's correct. Yeah, I totally agree with that take. If everyone's doing it now, it just kind of waters it down a little bit. You don't have to reach for these guys as the steel specialists or you know anything like that. You can get a lot of these guys. Everyone's going to be stealing bases now. And their, yep. and their mothers. So,
1: Oh, yeah. Those, some of those moms could steal.
4: Man, they are Great. fast.
1: Woo! But if you look at this year's steals leaders and how it compares when you think about, you know, the preseason and draft season and how that all worked out. I mean, let's take a look at it real quick here. And you tell me, does it matter? Is it a focal point that we should be locking in on Trey Turner, even though he had a down year by his standards this season? I mean, look at this. Ronald Cooney, obviously he was a top pick. Corbin Carroll was a top pick. So was Bobby Witt. CJ Abrams, 47 steals, not so much a top pick. He's going to be more popular next year. Uh, and I'm not so sure about that, by the way. He's still... Can't hit the ball very hard, but maybe that doesn't matter when you're stealing 40 bases. And Nico Horner, not a top pick. High Kim, one of the highlights of the year, really. I mean, he exploded this year. Seventeen home runs, thirty-eight steals, and he was a real solid, consistent bat throughout most of the season until maybe the last month. So
2: yeah, agreed. Where's where's Willie Castro on this list? He had 32 steals. Is, is this like qualifying? Oh yeah, here we
1: something? go. You're right. Let's uh you're right. See, this is what happens when you go on fan graphs. you don't hit qualified or unqualified. Then you're going to get some people cut out. But if we put it to zero abs, I think your old pal Willie's going to show up. Yep, there he is. Thirty three steals. Two L's, two eyes. What up, big <laughs> Willie? Utah. <laughs> Give me yeah, two. So that also adds Ellie De La Cruz. You know, he was half a season, a little more than half a season. Stole thirty five bases. Also struck out thirty four percent. But yeah, a lot of these guys for steals right. are not top guys. Lindors are mixed in, but then you're Bryson Stotts and.
4: You're one oh, of Franco, low, that's over 32. By the way. You got, yeah, your boy. My boy. Woo. Yeah. Oh. That is yeah.
1: Anyways, it's just thinking about steals and how it's going to play out next year, just remember if steals are more available for one guy, they're going to be universally available across the board. So you don't maybe have to reach for that. Uh, Chris is here. Scoobo, we drafted as a top blank SP in 2024. What up, Chris? Good to have you here. Chris, I think scoobal and i know that britain was actually talking about this on the palazzo podcast last week or the week before yeah, I kept his yeah.
2: he was my one of my, one of my three uh, breakout pitchers
4: or top targets next i year. think
1: he's a top 20
2: starting
4: pitcher that was my vote mm-hmm. too i was gonna say top 20 as well um i loved him this year i know a lot of people were kind of iffy on him when he was coming back from injury too but man he showed out and uh he looks to be like the real deal, so he's going to be a staple mm-hmm. part of that a part of that tigers uh, that tigers team uh, as they look to climb ah! up the center. But. Woohoo! I'm
2: going top. I'm going top thirteen. Ooh. Baker's dozen, gentlemen. A 32 percent K rate. You know Who does that? Like Edwin Diaz last year. Like that's who does that. This guy is amazing. Wow, uh, dude. Tarek wow, dude. To keep your eye on if if you draft. You know, 1, 2, 3, four, five, like we were talking, one of those elite hitters, make sure you target Tariq Skubal later because this could be a 200K dude uh, with a full year under spell. belt. And the Tigers are getting better. Spencer Torkelson, break out, bust out year. What do you want from this guy? He's going to do it. Uh, Javier Baez may or may not be on the bench for the final years of his contract. I don't we know. Can uh, we can, uh, can only hope.
3: We can only hope. It's actually
1: a good time to to uh, so bring up Miggy real quick here. So Miguel Cabrera retires. He's one of the greatest hitters that ever lived. You look at some of the numbers he had. I saw he was on the list with just I think was it Willie Mays and Hank Aaron as the only guys that have three thousand hits, five hundred home runs, uh, something else, three hundred yeah. average. Yeah, uh, he's Miguel Cabrera was the best player in baseball until Mike Trout came along. Like Mike Trout, when Mike Trout showed up in his super duper prime, he. Kind of usurped that title, but Miguel Cabrera was as good as any hitter ever was. And the only problem, and people have to remember the past. People hate doing that. We Everybody's living in the now right now. We're all focused on this moment. Give that man his due. Tribute to Miguel Cabrera. He's a legend. He's a 1st belt Hall of Famer. He was an incredible hitter, okay? But for Tigers fans, we had to live it every day, Okay. You who jump in and you just jump on Twitter for the weekend farewell to Miggy and you're like, oh my God, look at these stats. What a legend. You didn't sit there day in and day out through the last seven years. Seven years of trash from Miguel Cabrera. just putting him mild if, if Yes, he has a bad knee, but he really tarnished his legacy with these last seven years. And it's a tribute to how good he was that despite these last seven years of trash, his numbers still look so incredible. But for every Tigers fan who was with him, I was there. Playoff games, ALCS, losing to the Rangers, losing the World Series. I was so into this team. The Tigers team that, you know, I'd only heard stories about the 84 Tigers when I was a little kid because I was four years old at the time. I don't really remember that at all. So this was my chance to really connect with the Tigers team for my generation. And I love that. I love Miguel Cabrera. He was as big a part of that as anybody else was. Justin Verlander, Miguel Cabrera, they led the way. They were the legends. But the last seven years he's just fallen off the face of the earth and if he had a bad knee well then this comes down to somebody signed him to a contract that was long yes they signed him to a mega contract and you know everybody wants their money and of course he wants to get to three thousand hits i can't blame him but you didn't jump in with us Day in and day out. You just jumped in at the end and said, Oh, this is what a trip this was. This was awesome. But you weren't there during the grind when we showed up for our Airbnb and it was covered with moths and cockroaches and there was bed bugs and we had to get a new one and it was a super big pain in the ass. And then finally, by the time we got to the mansion that we wanted to, you know, get to originally, then it was cool but it was all that hurt and pain and bullshit we went through prior to that to get to this wonderful Airbnb. So there's so many other analogies I can give you guys. I'm not here to rip on Miguel Cabrera. The guy is a 1st battle Hall of Famer who I loved. He was my favorite player. I always was. But seven years of bad Tigers teams and just not being in shape either, like he didn't look like he did himself any favors physically over these last few years. If you have a really bad knee, you really don't want to be kind of out of shape and overweight. If anything, you want to try to trim down. And I'm no position to tell anybody how to live their life when it comes to being in shape. I mean, I'm now a fat ass right now, no doubt about it. But I'm not Miguel Cabrera, and I'm not getting paid all the money he was, and I didn't have a legacy on the line that I wanted to preserve. So I can say whatever I want. I loved him when he was doing his thing. I love him as a Tiger. I'm glad he'll always be a part of the organization but he wasn't media friendly. Yes, he didn't speak English, but he was here 20 years. You think maybe I'm not saying he has to speak English, but you know, if you're going to be in a country where the main, we speak English in Detroit mainly as a language, right? It's not saying that we don't have Spanish speaking people because of course we do. But it's just all these little things that add up when you're day to day Tiger fan that other people don't know about. Okay. If he wants to be surly with the media, that's his right. If he doesn't want to talk to people, that's his right. Okay. And I'm I actually admired him for being the guy he was going through his alcohol troubles and you know getting better and trying to overcome that and being honest about that. and when the Tigers won the pennant and he didn't participate in you know all the booze and shit that was being poured on everybody, that was commendable and I was back to shit out of him stuff like that but it's the whole story, okay It's not just now at the end and the final numbers. it's the lived experience as a fan and don't forget that)
4: Michael, can you tell us how you really feel about Miguel Carrera before we move on, please? <laughs> oh, so, oh my God. Man, don't, Michael,
2: don't hold it in. We're, just let it. Let it, it hot button, Hot button.
3: Feel your feelings. People
1: know me as, like, an optimistic guy, upbeat guy, and I am. But, like, if I have an opinion, I'm always going to be honest. I'm not just going to kiss ass. Yeah. So I know when I said that on Twitter last week, people were like, oh, I'm surprised to hear you say, it. you know, you got – I kind of was like – I was tired of Miguel's act and people were like, well, I'm surprised to hear you say that. I'm like, well, you know, I'm a fan too. So when you put on your fan hat and your analyst hat and you're playing fantasy baseball and you're just being a Tigers fan, yada, 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 it's a whole thing. So I wish him the best and I'm glad that he'll always be a part of the organization. And it's just going to be so close to a title. Didn't get there, but I don't blame him for that at all. Anyways, we'll move on from that. I just, I just wanted to try to paint the entire picture and I don't even know if I did a good job of doing that, but. You know, just remember that there's a whole story to tell. Hey, keep your eyes on the road. This is the Blasto Podcast. We'll be right back after these pointless messages. presented by t-mobile the official wireless partner of odyssey sports with an awesome network and great savings there's never been a better time to join t-mobile visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about that's why we've created the
3: hefty renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials to participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew.
1: Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info
3: available at HeftyRenew.com.
4: There you go. Lock it in. Do you, uh,
2: go Tigers! Have you talked to other Tigers fans? Do they feel the same? Like, I, I thought maybe he was beloved in Detroit. He is.
1: Detroit, they had but... a huge... I mean, they had 100,000 people here over the weekend. He is beloved. There's no doubt about it. But... I've had conversations with other people around here that feel the way I do. And it's frustrating to see how it ended, but we love him. I mean, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, bar none. Nobody debates that. It's just these, it's just that when you live it over the last seven years, it just changes your perspective a little bit, you know, it's, instead of jumping yeah, in. Man, you, you, you had Mickey fatigue. Yeah. Playing a, playing a right. simple and tired of it. It was, it. was a long ass
4: contract. Yeah. He overstayed his yeah. welcome. That's
1: it. Yeah. And so in the end, I, I just don't forget everything. I see the big picture and, I love that he gave so much to the city. And my friend Rogelio Castillo, who uh, he writes with my guys over there at Motor City Bengals, and he does the Tigers Minor League Report. Rogelio's a great guy, born and raised. He's a Cuban descent as well. And he talked about how Miguel Cabrera, he wrote an article. In fact, I'll try to post it in this chat. He talked about Miguel Cabrera gave so much to the uh, community here. And he created a scholarship fund for a lot of people to get to go to college who maybe wouldn't get the chance. So there's great things that Miguel Cabrera did. Just, there's a whole tale to be told there. That's all. So anyways, it's not the Miguel Cabrera show. I just wanted to get that off my chest because it had been brewing up. So I think I did that. Great job. Good job, Mike. Moving forward. All right. Uh, it's Cody Bellinger. Somebody was pleased with Cody Bellinger this year. He was a catch of the year.
2: Yeah, I put Cody Bellinger in there because he had terrible years as a Dodger. Like, they literally non-tendered him. They said, nah, we're, we're we're good. See you see never. So he signs a one-year deal with the Chicago Cubs. Frankly, it was a good, uh, you know, t- what was it, $12 million? I mean, it wasn't, you know, it was a, a decent chunk of money, but it was a one-year deal, yeah. which is the key. So uh, it was a prove-it deal, and he came out and he proved it. Uh, he had a great season. And, you know, Cody Bellinger was the, we all forget, it wasn't that long ago he was the National League MVP uh, when he was a Dodger. So, yeah, I thought if... if Obviously, where you drafted him is key. You know, nobody drafted uh, Cody Bellinger in the top 10 rounds of anything or <laughs> maybe even 50. So, ADP was – But he turned out to be a, a, a great player, and if you drafted Cody Bellinger, hoping for that bounce back, banking on it, you got it.
4: ADP was 182. So, yeah, I agree with that take wholeheartedly, uh, Brent. That was, a, that was, a, that was a, definitely one of the catch of the years for sure.
1: Yeah, I, I drafted him in Tout Wars, by the way. Thanks again to Tout Wars for having me this year. I hope they have me back. I missed the playoffs. It was head-to-head 12 teams. But I got Cody Bellinger for a buck, and that was a great, great value. Brilliant.
2: Awesome yeah. Awesome value. Brilliant.
1: Yeah, whoa, oh, man, wow. By the way, I just posted Rogelio Castillo's article about Miguel Cabrera and what he did and meant to this city in the live chat. So please read that. Check it out. It's a really good article. Strongly recommend it. There it is. There's the link. He's called Miguel Cabrera, has impacted Detroit on and off the field. Whatever you think of him, those are true story, man, stories, and that is true. It's a true statement. He's done all that. Uh, anybody else to Catch of the Year you want to get on the record, guys?
4: Yeah, I want to go on record and saying a couple, guys. We already talked about Hassan Kim and C.J. Abrams. I thought those guys were great, great uh, adds to anybody's team, uh, especially with the year that C.J. Abrams had the prospect. Petty Ree had the Juan Soto deal. Like It's good to see him come into fruition there a little bit and come into his own. Still not making hard contact, but he's a guy I like targeting uh, in the uh, in the uh, later rounds the next year, maybe even the middle rounds. Uh, but, Britton, we talked about our boy Nolan Jones had a really, really strong finish to the season. I was really happy to see Nolan Jones with the Rockies pr- produce. Um, if you followed me on Twitter, and I know I'm new to the space, uh, if you followed me from day one, I was in on Josh Lowe, and I'm so glad to see him <laughs> produce. Um, I, was beat, I was beating the drum for him all year long. And I know it was kind of touch and go there towards, you know, the you know, he had a, probably, a, I think it was right around the time he had a family matter that he left and came back and struggled. Um, and then another guy I want to talk about real quick, Marcelo Ozuna cranking 40 home runs. Like that's got to be one of the comeback players of the year. I know he plays in a loaded lineup. with the- Yeah, it blows my mind. Did anybody think Ozuna would hit be hitting forty home runs by the end of the year? Like I no! certainly I thought he was going to be in jail. Exactly.
1: <laughs> right, yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
4: I mean, what and the then, fuck? And then Spencer Steer, Michael. I know you talked about him way earlier in the year too. So shout out there, uh, Spencer Steer was a great value add uh, for anybody that took him. Um, and all the playing time concerns when all these young guys came up were were gone. The guy just was impossible to take out of the lineup. He he was he was great. Yes, Spencer
1: Steer is so awesome this year. That's that. I'm so proud of Spencer Steer. That's one of the highlights for my season. Absolutely. I love Steer coming into the year. He showed us a little bit of what he could do at the end of 2022. And his hitter's eye, his command of the strike zone as a hitter, he's got it already right off the bat. And you see that in a rookie season to do what Steer's done this year, that's that's a legit pro, right? Like a pro's pro. Oh, Josh Lowe, MVP. Yes, of course. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he had a, a nice. It was nice to see Josh Lowe produce this year. I'll say that. But MVP, slow your roll yeah. now. Okay, yeah. take it easy. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah i'm really uh really pleased for spencer steer that was awesome so uh so we came up with this little bit here for the end of the season utah two L's. give me two, two z's plots of podcast that's us subscribe like us all that stuff you know the drill mkb fantasy Britton allen two l's two t's utah. mj Govier. give me two and uh give me two so give me two players that we were right about this year who wants to go first
4: Mike V, you go first. All right. Uh, two guys. I actually am going to cheat here a little bit because I do have a couple guys. Josh Lowe, obviously, we already talked about, right? So I'm not even going to throw him in there. I was high on Josh Lowe coming in this season. I'm glad that he was able to produce. By the way, if you haven't checked out Michael Govier's Josh Lowe song on the Palazzo <laughs> Podcast YouTube, make sure you check that out. Highly entertaining. He got a shit ton of views. It was blown up on Twitter. It's awesome. Make sure you guys check that out. That was a um, highlight. One of- You're right. That was fun. Yeah, one of my bold predictions going into the year, and I went back and, and checked the tapes. I said SG would steal 60 plus. He stole 67. I was glad to see that. So I was right on that one. And oh, nice. while he's not going to win MVP, I actually, one of my bold predictions, but Matt Olson would win MVP. I, he might get some votes. So, uh, but I was all in on, on Matt Olsen. People, people were taking Vladdy. I was waiting rounds later and taking Matt Olson. I was really happy that he produced. Um, it was, uh, it was good to see. So those are some of the guys that I was right on. Uh, but kick it to you, Britton, who are the guys you were right on this year?
2: All right. The, my players aren't as exciting as Mike V's, but Dean Kramer or is it creamer or Kramer? (laughs) I don't know. Kramer, but he's got 13 wins and he's been surprisingly great, solid down the stretch. He was a, you know, unheralded part of the, uh, of the uh, Baltimore Orioles uh, pitching stuff, but he's been really good. And I really, he was a, they traded for him, um, the, the Orioles and the Dodgers. He's been really solid. I really like Dean, Dean Kramer is like a, a good, you know, uh, you know, pitcher you can get in the later rounds on a good team, which is really important. Oh, and, but we've talked about ha Young Kim. He came over, what, two or three years ago for the San Diego, San Diego Padres, he has improved every single year. He was one of the best players uh, in, I, I want to say KBO, but it could be Japan. But KBO. I, he KBO. was one of the best players international. He came over and has steadily improved home runs and stolen bases. And this year, he has gotten, what, 37 stolen bases? And I think... You know, fifteen plus home runs. Right in front runs. of you, I buddy. Ha- Seventeen and
1: thirty-eight.
2: Seventeen thirty-eight. Thank you. I am sorry. I am not looking at it. Uh. I can't bring it up on the computer, but but yeah, Haseong Kim is a great player. Uh, I think you know it's the San Diego Padres. He's going to be there, but we'll see how the the roster turns out. And but my number one guy was, I call him the Spice Rack. We're talking Chase McCormick, baby. Give me that McCormick <laughs> Montreal steak shakes. Mm. You know, it's got garlic, it's got salt, it's got pepper. Chase McCormick. He's an outfielder for. Is the Is it Chase uh, or Chaz? Astronaut. Is it
1: Chaz? Because I call I him think, Chaz. I, I think
2: it's Chaz. Is it? What's oh, a great yeah. name? Chaz so is no such a weird name. No e on there
0: it's confusing.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like, what's your name, dude? I oh, know. I'm going to call him Spice Rack. Spice Rack. It's like you got to get your McCormick spices. all will rack. I'll back. lock that in. Like so he's he's had a great bust out season. Um, Michael Brantley is not going to be back next year. I think he's going to be a full time center fielder for the Houston Astros. I really like Chase or Chaz McCormick. However he wants to say it, call him that spicy man. Yep. Uh, so he, he flashed this year. So he's another one that I was excited about. Yeah, Chad, so you guys jump in the live chat, too. You guys are
1: bumping in there. Say what you got to say. Uh, Kim's talent for me was never a question, but it was like Francisco Mejia years ago. They were just yanking him in and out of the lineup while trying to adjust to America and MLB pitching. Yeah, I mean, the adjustment, we all know the story here. Coming over to a new league from the KBO or the Nippon Professional League in Japan, there's an adjustment period. And we've had people who have not been able to live up to the hype. And we've had others that have taken off and right now it took Kim a moment because he came over like after the COVID stuff right and now here he is doing his thing yeah. so Jeff Weather is a draft holy oh no you idiots. get out of here that's... you almost got me to say that because nice. I wasn't even I'm just reading comments yeah. uh,
3: wow dude oh, uh, yes. yeah, Kim's yeah. a
1: man and he's got a good walk rate and he K's less than 20 percent obviously that's all bread and butter for next year
4: yeah and hitting... he's so
2: solid and he's in he's going to be in the middle or at the top of a great lineup he's the perfect m i player because he's going to play every day he's going to accumulate he's going to get you stolen bases so when you go get matt Olson you know in the second round, go get Kim you know round twelve because he's going to get the stolen bases that olson can't get you yeah there you go
4: and I totally agree with it's it's funny because we i know we talked about it in previous shows but and I think in in the beginning of the season when we talked about the shift and the pitch clock and, you know, all that coming into the new rules and stuff, I wasn't a big fan of it. But I, I got to admit when I was when I'm wrong, I actually thoroughly enjoyed baseball this season a little bit more uh, with all the stolen bases. I, f- I felt like the offense was more there with the, the shift being banned. Um, yeah. I am a purist of the sport, but I'm changing my ways. I'm like an old crotchety old man now. I'm like, oh, give me, the, give me the old baseball back with the with the wooden bats and blah blah blah. You know, like I don't, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I, I I appreciate it this year. This 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 was this was super fun, and it's good to see guys get all you know, rack up all these steals and and guys like Corey Seager. You know what I mean? Like he was like the wow. number one unluckiest hitter last year because of the shift. You know, it's him staying healthy. It was fun. So I just want to throw that in there. Absolutely, lock that in. It's this cool. was a. Jeff says, all
1: kidding aside, you guys are awesome. Keep up the good work. Well, we love you, Jeff. Thanks for being here as always, my friend. Great 2023. Get ready for 2024. We'll be here for you. But this was a great year for baseball. So you you know, you listen to my Miguel Cabrera rant, but I love baseball this year. It's more exciting than it's ever been. The rule changes were absolutely a winner across the board. Quicker games, more action. All types of players are involved again. The Juan Piers of the world, right? They, would, they could thrive in this environment. So we got it. hitters, singles hitters, power sluggers. Guys cranking 50 dongs like Olson, And we got Luis Arias doing his thing, winning batting titles. By the way, Luis Arias, batting title winner in the AL and the NL. That's a big deal, right?
2: Yeah, congratulations. And the Miami Marlins making the playoffs yes! for the first time.
0: Crazy. And who remembers Kim A, when? give her full credit, man. Finally got a woman GM in this
3: sport, and she gets a yeah, marvelous know, playoff. You know, awesome. yeah.
2: L- congratulations to her, but just to uh, Mike, just it's, you know, go back to what you were saying. It's like I agree. Baseball's never been better. Yep, it's never been better. The games are faster. It's things are moving. Still in bases. There's more action, and they're calling up the young kids. Yes, they, they're not holding them back. Old school, like oh, super two. Like, <laughs> yeah, blah, blah, blah. Whatever. We we need you know. But come on, bring them up. That's that's what fuels excitement is the young you know superstars coming up because there's always going to be a new crop and that's what was so fun about like the uh Arizona Fall League and prospects and stuff like that because you know last year I went to Arizona and uh Noel V. Marte and uh Matt McLean, were I, I they were out there They all these young, you know, superstars are there so baseball's bringing them up Child, and let them play and-
4: Right. hell yeah I'm so, I'm so glad you brought that up because i'd 100 agree with you on that Britton. i'm so i'm a prospect head i love prospects i love the young guys right it's so much fun to see all these guys come up and play and just again some of them struggled some of them hit some of them didn't you know but it's fun to get these guys like ellie de la cruz and throughout the whole year it's like an injectment of and, and, and incitement you just get injected with this shit right throughout the Oh shit! Ellie's coming up. Oh, now you know Heston Keirstad's coming up, or whoever. Right, and these guys mm-hmm. come up, and they obviously are great for fantasy baseball, but it's actually great for the sport as well, especially for teams that are not, you know, and in, in going to be in the playoffs or not in contention. You get to see the future quicker, which is cool. So I'm glad yeah. that the, I'm glad that happened.
1: All right, you're on a roll tonight, boys. I love it here. Live of the Palazzo Podcast is the end of 2023 season review. What we got right? Utah. Two L's, two Z's. Get me what we two. got wrong? We never got that wrong. Two L's, two Z's is always right. Britton Allen, Mikey V, Mikey G. Also, we had the quick response from Chris here about Christian Walker. Had a great year. 33 dongs, 11 steals with a 128 OPS+. Plus. He was slept on, and that was a great, great value at first base. A guy that you could get later yes. in the draft who was a – he started out slow. I remember writing about yep. him back in May. Like, is he hurt? And as soon as I said that, a week later, he took off, and he never looked back. Christian Walker, congratulations.
2: Great volume. He's hit thirty over 30 home runs this season and last season. And the season before that, he hit like 29. So, you know, if you're into arbitrary cutoffs or whatever. Sound but, Money wants to know yeah, about Christian your Gladiator, Walker. Britain.
1: <laughs> Gladiator is a new format this the year word? in NFBC, for those oh. that don't know.
2: Th- that is a great question, Sound Money. Let let let's take let's talk about this for a second. The worst gladiator draft in the history of gladiator draft was performed by me. Wow, uh, I finished dude! Dead last in the gladiator league. Oh. I think we drafted in like November or something, <laughs> and, and, not, and not to you know uh, Excuse it or, excuses, excuses. I, I did a I did a bad job. You know, there's no sugarcoating it. I'm in dead last. So the
1: Gladiator is Not no moves, like, right?
2: You're just stuck with the team you draft. That's it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, you draft. It, there, there's no bench. There's no moves. You draft who you draft. And if they get injured, tough. And which is, I, I like that. It's cutthroat. Everybody's in the same boat. We all know the deal. I drafted Frankie Montas. Oof, <laughs> oof. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Zero, point 0.0,
2: which actually uh, might be considered a good thing compared to some of the pitchers I drafted, which were negative war somehow. Hmm. But uh, I, I I hate to admit it, but I slept on one pick, and the, the, it auto-drafted for me. So my utility for the entire year was Shea Langoliers. Can you imagine drafting a catcher at the utility in a gladiator draft? I mean, like old Yeller, somebody take me outside the shed and just you know, get, let, let, you know, put it into it. It was the worst gladiator draft ever. I don't know who Sound Money is, but yeah, exactly. That's, a, that, that's Bob that Dole in our Discord, which
1: also gives is you it? no clue yeah, to who no. he is. But
2: well, I, I yeah, exactly. That that gladiator draft couldn't have gone worse. <laughs> I'm going to do
1: one of those next year. I didn't do it. That's a new format that came on. I kind of like that. Idea. That is fun. 26 players do or die. That's it. Uh, Chad says, That's turns it. out
2: Walker. It's ride or die, Mike. Yep. It's ride I like it. Die. Turns out Walker's just the National yeah. League
1: equivalent of Jose Abreu starting like a glacier before erupting like a volcano. Well, yeah. Yeah. Maybe Ooh. that is the
2: case. Um, sounds like Billy Shakespeare writing some... <laughs> <laughs> write some poetic stuff over there.
1: Poetic hustlers. Uh for me, I guess, uh, you know, I won one league. Of all twenty-one leagues I was in this year, I won one of them. And that was the last draft I did for opening day for this. I was asked by FTN to represent me and Eric Cross, actually, both represented FTN for a Better Sports Network. What I thought would be a mock draft, but it turns out it wasn't just a mock draft. It, we got a it was a whole season too, so I thought I was mocking, but we had to play the season out, and I won that one. And why? Because of guys that I like this year, like Carrie Carpenter. I didn't, I didn't draft Carrie Carpenter everywhere of my Tigers. Carrie Carpenter was awesome this year, but I, I was big enough into Carpenter as a flyer later on that he helped me out on a lot of teams. So thank you, Carrie Carpenter. My faith in you was reserved. I already mentioned Spencer Steer because Mike brought him up. Uh, also, Luis Robert, although Luis Robert. He still struck out, I think, almost 28%, 29% of the time this year, right? Oh. But everything else, outside of batting average, obviously because he didn't make enough home runs.
2: Yeah, he might fly under the radar a little bit. No one understands how good a season he you had. You think so? He's top think, five home runs. But he's such a highly
1: touted prospect. that It's hard for I'd be surprised if, he, if his season flew under the radar just because of his I, his fame.
2: I think the White Sox were such a disaster. Oh like, nobody <laughs> paid any attention They were, to they were, they the were terrible. Like,
1: That's fair. Yeah. Uh, And the reliever I got, Alexis Diaz. I drafted him a lot. I got him as a reliever you could take around, like, pick 110 to 140. And he was outstanding this year. So thank you, Alexis Diaz. You made me look really smart as like a guy who knows what he's doing when it comes to relief pitchers. I don't always know that, but my policy of never taking a reliever in the top 100, it paid off in that respect with Diaz. But if you drafted Edwin Diaz this year, that did not work out, obviously. But you can't. None you can do about that, he you know, patella tendon, it's hell on earth, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I want to give him credit in that first starting pitcher that was awesome this year that I was right about. That's where it gets really tough for me because I just did not do very well in that department. Maybe th- I need to take a look at myself because I drafted Logan Webb a lot. He had a Logan Webb had 200 strikeouts, 323 ERA, a 106 whip. It's not like Logan Webb had a shit season, so I guess I can go with Logan Webb, but.
4: Well, Logan Webb was great. I had, him in in all, a- I had him in almost all my leagues. I loved Logan oh. Webb
2: as a Oh, you did?
1: Yeah. This is what I, I'd rather mention this other guy, Zach Eflin. Zach Eflin, I was right he's about dead. you this year, and you were even better than I thought you would be this year. The Rays know what they're doing. They signed him to their most expensive free agent deal ever in the offseason, like three years, 40 million, something like that. That's a big money for the Rays. And <laughs> right. Eflin, Eflin has an ERA. I don't know what his last start did, but he was at like 3.44 ERA, but he had. A Sierra or a FIP that was under three. So that means he was even better than he was this season. Zach Leffin, thank you for making me look smart in a season that was a real downer.
2: Hey, hey, before we sign off, can we do a quick plant your flag now a hitter in a pitcher going into next year? I was going to do Nolan Jones. Go ahead. I don't want Mike B to get mad at me. <laughs> Because he's been a Nolan Jones guy, and I just want carpet bag. Well, wait 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 wait, wait 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 wait.
1: Okay, yeah. so let let's give you guys real quick. Yeah, because we got to wrap up the show. We got other things to do. Uh, Mike V, right now. I'll give you a minute or two. Just get everything else you didn't get right or wrong or anything else you didn't want to mention. Go to town, Mike, right now. And then Britain will do the same.
4: Real quick, I'm going to keep mine short. I was, and I think Britton and I uh, were the same on this one. Bo I was dead wrong on. I had Bo Bichette as shortstop one uh, this year uh, simply because I thought he would steal more bases. He simply did not do that. The power was down from him across the board. Everywhere he had a lot of hits. He racked up some hits, but for fantasy aspects of it, it just wasn't wasn't the value that 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 came about when we drafted him in the second round. So Anthony Volpe was another guy I fell in love with, and I probably got too caught up in the spring training aspect of it uh, from my end. So um, I was buying in on the hype. I thought he, he a lot of helium, and we'll probably get that every draft season. But Anthony Volpe, I thought he had a decent rookie season, but he was my pick for AL Rookie of the year. And then Joe Ryan, who I was high on for a starting pitcher, same thing oh. like Logan Webb. Somebody I was targeting late in drafts, I have him a lot, and he just fell off the face of the fucking earth. I have to say that, okay? (laughs) Joe Ryan just could not keep the ball in the ballpark. I mean, you, all three of us could have grabbed our bats and gone take batting practice from Joe Ryan and hit it out. I mean, he was that bad. So those are the guys I was wrong on. Well done. Nice job, Mike. Uh, We're
1: we'll going yep. to turn it over to Britton now. I'll give you the floor to say whatever you want about what you're right or wrong. We'll call your shot next year as well. Also, uh, Chad says, I still can't figure out if Gauvier was right or not about Jonah Haim. He was definitely way more right than me, but I'm not sure if Haim was actually worth it in the end. I-, I feel good about my Heim call. I liked Haim a lot. I drafted him as much as I could. He got hurt. That happens. So I- I'm going gonna- to give myself a win on Haim this year. I'm gonna lock that in. All right, Britain, the floor is yours. Give it to us. Give it all to us, Britain.
2: I've got it. T- since we're talking about catchers, and shout out Jonah Heim. My name is Jonas uh, Weezer, but oh, wait, I got to do that song, dude. Understand? Why didn't
1: you tell me to do that song? That's you a great it? idea.
2: Damn it, I'm gonna write that down. Oh yeah, good. no, I didn't know y'all were Weezer guys. Love, are you kidding I me? Thought, the Blue we Album is one of the best albums of album the '90s, dream, man. I bar none. Oh yeah, I love. Yeah, they hit me up on Weezer, the, the Blue Album. Only but, in dreams. But, oh, my God, my God. Say it ain't so. I love that song. But Yonair Diaz, I don't think people understand how good a hitter he is because he's a backup catcher. Martin Maldonado is the Houston's catcher because he's a veteran. He's great. He call you know he handles the pitching stuff. But Yonair Diaz is the future. And next year, I think Martin Maldonado is in the last year of his contract. They'll probably keep him, I would guess. But it doesn't matter. Be because Yanir Diaz can still DH. He can play first in a pinch. He is first base eligible in uh, auto new. So he had 23 home runs in limited action, a 282 batting average. It's kind of like everything we wanted Alejandro Kirk to be. Yanir Diaz is, and he's on the Astros, and there's a chance he may be the full-time catcher if they let Maldonado walk and then promote Corey Lee to the backup catcher who they traded for midseason. So uh, looking at expected batting average by Baseball HQ, he's top 10 with the likes of Acuna, Freeman, Betts, like all the best hitters, uh, Yannir Diaz is in those metrics. He's a good hitter. So keep your eye on him for next year uh, for the Houston Astros.
1: Nice. in Great job. Uh, you know,
2: Jonathan, India, it fell apart. I thought Jonathan
1: Indy would have his big, big, like, I'm the man season this year. He got hurt, though. He got the heel injury. And even before the heel injury, he was not where I wanted him to be. I thought we are looking at a 25-25 guy with a near 400 OBP this year. That was a failure. Also, Trevor Rogers got hurt. Uh, he never did anything this year. I drafted him heavily. That was a failure. Uh, I will give myself credit. Uh, Ryan Nota of the Oakland A's, he was a Rule 5 from the Dodgers. He stayed on the roster the whole year for the A's. He's great for OBP leagues. He's only going to be better next year. A lot of at bats and opportunities for plate appearances and walks. OBP stud next year. Ryan Nota locking that in. And Starling Marte. That was a mistake. I thought he was healthy, and I don't know what happened with the Mets here. Right? I mean, the Mets kind of fell apart. I feel like Marte was part mental and part physical. We'll never know exactly what it was, but there's no doubt that uh, he was a lost cause this year. And I got that one wrong. It was a mistake. Uh, so many other mistakes, but, you know, I'm just trying to wear the ones that were obvious. And, you know, I think about why I made the choices I did. They were for a solid reason. I didn't just do them for the hell of it, right? So I yeah. I think I can look back and say, you know, it's okay. Mistakes were made. Learn the lessons this year. Here, Get motivated for 2024.
2: I, I wrote down some names that we discussed on the Palazzo podcast. The mics and myself, these are players that we tuned up Tanner Bybee. yeah, that guy is a legit yep. ace. Uh, yep. That's one of the players we talked about. Gavin Williams, yes, that's another one we talked about. Ryan Pepio, A.K.A. the Piss Missile, <laughs> watch out for that urine stained mattress. <laughs> hey, Cal Bradish, shout out uh, Mike V in the Baltimore Orioles. Cal Bradish um, would be a top fifteen pitcher drafted. He won't be. Because for whatever reason, his name's Kyle, and I don't think people like Kyle's, and they get him confused <laughs> with Kyle Gibson or something. I'm like, screw that. Kyle Bradish is a legit ace. He's coming into his own next year. But these are all guys that we talked about on the Palazzo podcast.
4: Yeah! I want to, I want to, I want to stake my flag into these names for prospects. I want to give you guys a couple of prospects, and we saw a couple of flashes of these guys for this year. But I want to go on record. I will be having heavy shares of Evan Carter of the Texas Rangers next year. Yep. I love him great pick. he was one of my be- one of my favorite prospects coming into the year I'm so glad we got to see a flash of him um, so I love him um, I'm trying to think of the other guy I had before we uh before we head off here um love obviously Gunner Henderson next year as an O but at the same time too I think he's a he's a great pick another guy we talked about in this in this and shout out Michael govier Justin Steele for the Chicago Cubs really oh wow came into yeah
3: his own. Shot-
4: percent. Yeah, um, was really happy to see him produce uh, and and I'm probably have a lot of shares of him as well. Obviously we talked about it enough. I love Nolan Jones uh, coming into next year as well. So I'll have some, some shares there. Um, I'm trying to think of the other prospect that we talked about. I can't remember who it was now. Who was it? Uh, Mike? Can't remember.
0: It's, Matt it's, McLean. It's gone.
4: No, nope. oh, I loved him too. That was another Michael Govier shout out there. Michael Govier was in on Matt McLean before everybody else. You heard it here first. Lock it <laughs> I don't in. know about
3: that. Yeah, okay.
4: But yeah, there's, there's some of those guys that I, w- I will have heavy shares of. Uh, I love Evan Carter for next year, though. Uh, I think yes. he's an absolute stud. Um, yeah, he's legit. Yeah, he's gonna be fun to watch next year.
1: Yeah, I, you know, Lucas Giolito fell off the face of the earth. I really thought. I thought, I put this in my last Grooving with article. I thought Giolito could contend for a Cy Young this year in a free agent year with the White Sox. And that went way off the rails. Lucas Giolito was on multiple teams this year. It's just, that was a big loss. I really thought he had it. But it turns out, if you look at the trajectory of Lucas Giolito's career, you will see a guy who came on the scene still walking people and then the walks just kept getting worse and worse after the 2019 breakout they never they never seemed to go away and they obviously f- came on huge this year Just not enough command he has to take a bellinger type deal next year right he's got to do a one-year yeah. prove-it yeah. deal to show that he's still that guy and if cody bellinger can do it i think lucas giolito can do it i'm rooting for him too because he's a great twitch follow he's a very entertaining guy rooting for you lucas so much more we got right and wrong you know what We just wanted to get here today on Monday as the season ended for regular season baseball and say thank you and talk about some of the things that went right and wrong. Mikey V and Britton and myself, we love doing this show. Thank you all so much. My Miguel Cabrera rant, it's nothing personal, so I hope nobody takes it as a personal attack. I'm just expressing myself, and I didn't write it down, okay? I could have wrote it all out and read it word for word on a piece of paper. I just spoke from my heart. I'd have no ill will for him whatsoever. I just... I'm about being honest. I've always been accountable to others. That's all. Got to be accountable. I think it's important. Yep. Call me crazy. 100%. But I, I love doing the show with you guys. Thanks for a great year. I'm really excited next month. Britain, I'll see you at FPAS. Uh in Britain. Maybe Britain will keep doing his cup of soups
2: even now. I don't know. You can do whatever you want. You keep posting stuff here. So, absolutely. I'd love to have some guests on yeah. Mike V, uh, Michael Govia. I know you all are doing football, but. I would love to, you know, do a, maybe one podcast, you know, something quick, not, you know, not. Would love to, you know, man. Not, you know, nothing crazy, just you know, 10, 15 minutes or something like that. But yeah, I'd, I'd love to keep that going, especially building up to the, the uh, Arizona League, so we can, you know, keep it, keep it going baseball wise, because you know, I, that's that's my thing is the, the, all that fantasy baseball. I love it. I know you do.
1: Well, we'll keep that. In mind, you guys keep paying attention to the YouTube and to our podcast feed. Me and Ben are doing the Prospects Power Half Hour Thursdays, and that'll be building up towards AFL next month. And, of course, I'll share all my videos and experiences when I'm at AFL for FPAS next month. For Mikey V, for Britton Allen, I'm Michael Govier. It's Plots of Podcast. You talk. Two L's, two Z's. me Thank you for a wonderful year, everybody. For the last time this year, for 2023 during the regular season, we now turn it over
2: to the man, the myth, the legend. This is the official
1: Fantasy Baseball Podcast of
2: Russell Crowe.
3: Peace. Lucky Jack Aubrey. Hit it, baby. HMS. right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you. And I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Akron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. (laughs) And we are worth more than undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun Quick's the word and sharp's the action. After all, surprise is on our side. (laughs) Presented by
1: T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch
0: today.